podcast with Tanya and Claire and a very special guest. Who's our special guest? <laughs> Who is it? We have, is a, it? we have a very straight, very white young man <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> Our colleague, Aiden. Hello. Oh, thank you so much for doing this, Aiden. Let no problem. I, I wouldn't say I was invited. I feel like I was pestered. Rather than invited, yeah. it was week a week long of torment and torture. Yeah, it, it, did, it showed your loyalty <laughs> to us that it did take us what four or five episodes for you or, to finally pay attention. Was it loyalty, or was it me actually having to go to the yeah. house and say, um, "Aiden, have you listened to the podcast?" Yes. Yeah, kn- knocked on my door yesterday. I was like, oh, "Now or never." Bad like we're just like shouting Bad into the dark. Aiden, yeah. Aiden, it did Aiden. get quite beggy. Yeah, it was very beggy. <laughs> very much so, very much. <laughs> so, all right, we, we got you here. That's all that matters. Yeah. No matter how, but you are here and you are straight and you are white and you are a male. So I you am. Know, boxes of what we've required. You're really lucky we're doing this tonight, actually, because um, Tanya was try- trying to tell me that I was in too bad a mood to record and we had to cancel. I'm, I was scared. If you'd seen her face when I walked in, you would have probably said to cancel. No. Yeah, I'm just fucking raging. Just totally fucking raging. Like everything is just pissing me off today. And it's not just. <laughs> good, I did, like, I did, start, Aiden. <laughs> no, that doesn't fill me with much confidence. <laughs> <laughs> what have I signed myself up for? Well, there's a lot of energy behind it tonight. But to be honest, like I always say that the podcast always lifts me and it always makes me laugh and it always cheers me up. Okay. I know, and I do enjoy it. It's, and um, do you know what? We didn't record last week, so maybe it was the missingness maybe. of the podcast that's fucked you off. And now we're back. Could be. So. It could be. You know what you said about is that maybe you're kind of wind down from the weekend because I was in Bristol at the weekend with my siblings. Yeah. And um, I laughed, or we all laughed, so much that we cried for most of the weekend. Aww. Like it was really, really lovely. And um and then you came home. <laughs> and then I came home and I had to be a parent again. I had to be a partner again. I have not be... laughed since. I haven't laughed since no. <laughs> oh, Must be pretty fucking sad. <laughs> anyway, 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 that's enough of my woes. I'm gonna no stick a sock in it and uh, drink my wine yeah i was in the bath getting really fucking i'm gonna carry on i was in the bath getting really fucking raging and uh trev came in and said he's like are you all right i was like no i'm fucking not all right i said i'm fucking pissed off with everything he's like do, do you want a drink <laughs> so he went downstairs to go and get me a drink like a wine not just a drink of water i could have drank yeah. the fucking bath if that was nice. the case. yeah um he came back upstairs he did come into the bathroom i was like is he mugging me off Oh he, God! Like, cause he actually forgotten to get my fucking glass of wine. When he, he did. He forgot. No, he didn't. Yeah, he forgot. Does he? Can he not read the room? Oh, honestly, I went. In, I got out the bath and I went into the bedroom. I was like, "Where's my fucking glass of wine, Trevor?" Oh. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, I'm really sorry. I forgot." I said, "Yeah, you're just making me even more fucking pissed off." Wow. Thanks, Trev. Yeah. Helping the cause. I know. I know. All right. See, another straight white man. I know. Just completely out of tune. Yep. Um, so we have in the spirit of kind of what we talk about a lot of the time this is more kind of focused on your work not so much mine um, in this anti-racism yeah but equally the world because the world world is is run by straight white men Mm -hmm. that are fucking things up so 
I'd like Aiden to explain to me why. Why? Why, why have you why done this, Aiden? <laughs> why? why is this happening? Lumping everything on me. I think that I knew I shouldn't have come on here. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. Joe, yeah. it's um, I remember the first conversation we ever had together about white privilege, mm-hmm. and I I got it straight. I think I got it straight away, but I've also had conversations with other. And again, I'm not wanting to name this particular person, but they really fucking upset me. And he is a straight white man. It's not Trevor. (laughs) Yeah. But it made me... I feel that sometimes that they're the bad guy. Like, no, I don't think of them as a bad guy. I don't know if this is something that you feel, Aidan. Like, do you ever feel that kind of society is now looking at the straight white man as, well, it's all your fault? Like... I think more and more so, but is that? I think that's, that's not. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I think the more straight white men that are aware of our privilege, uh-huh. you know, the things that we've caused in the past, is only going to be a good thing. But yeah. unfortunately, today's nature of society is yes, no, left, right, kind of always opposing opinions. No yeah. one can ever agree to disagree on things so we'll always challenge it question it and things like that so it just causes tension rifts etc yeah challenging opinions that's a really key thing isn't it because so many people feel that if you enter into a challenging conversation that there either has to be a right or a wrong answer and it's not sometimes it's just the discussion it's just hearing somebody else's view of things and I tend to find and I'm being I'm generalizing so much tonight and I'm not that bothered but (laughs) I tend to find the people that I come up against the most that are most resistant to just Mm -hmm. having the conversation or accepting that they're not maybe 100% right will be straight white men Mm -hmm. it tends to be the most resistant arguments that I will have or the most resistant conversations and it it's quite infuriating because for me like I said they hold the power that they are probably mocked less than any other community mm-hmm. but yet they're the most defensive possibly I don't know if you agree Aiden, would, and I would you say that's would you say it's just straight white male or would, do you think you could also almost throw in age in there do you, do you think a lot of people would probably probably go middle-aged straight white male mm-hmm. do you think that's Mm, probably true do you think it's a generational thing i.e my generation i'm in my late 20s we're probably more aware of what we're you you, i think you are not you probably wouldn't fall into my category of straight white male as much as you are straight white male and that maybe is to do with your age because you are more open to conversations you are more educated on a diverse range of kind of community needs and things like that that so i wonder if it is an age thing because what are you like late 20s? 28 i'm 28 now yes so that is what are you a millennial you're a millennial born, you born in 93 i lose track i know we looked at that before didn't we a few months ago um you're millennial though i'm millennial. a geriatric millennial oh wow yeah that's a fucking term that's sad. that pisses me off that's too <laughs> <laughs> fuck you that's sad it's fucking terrible that's what it is Wow. <laughs> See, I'm Gen. What am I, Gen? I don't know. What? I can't remember now. Oh. I'm old. <laughs> Gen Z. 
start creating this taglines for your old generation. Shut up, I am. I'm a gin something, but I can't think what letter, but it's not because I'm after the baby boomers and then they said a gin something. <laughs> but maybe it is my generation upwards. Well, the person, well, the kind of, I think of my dad, like if I were to have conversations like that with my dad, my dad is, what, 64, I think. He would very much feel like I would get an eye roll for my dad. It wouldn't Mm. be a kind of inclusive conversation. My dad would very much feel, I'm totally generalizing, and I'm pretty sure dad doesn't listen to podcasts, I'm pretty safe. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say I would I would feel that my dad would feel very under attack in in respect of being like a straight white man and how society is kind of evolving and our pers- kind of the conversations we have with people and not just around about race but just in general with gender fluidity with um wokeness he would feel very isolated so he would feel he would potentially feel um, like he's got his back up and mm. being a bit defensive, not of him, but of his of his race, of his, of his collective. And that's it. I would I would class him as a community in the mm. same way that I would class like um, ethnic minority communities because it does feel that way, and that does feel like there is a a thinking that that community of straight white men are constantly under attack. And I get anyone under attack will be defensive. But again, I equally think if you have got that place of privilege, why not accept that place of privilege and do something good with it? Which mm-hmm. is what I think like what Aiden's saying. I think your generation, Aiden, are maybe doing that more of going, okay, yep, I accept that I have got that. I accept that there are issues in the world and I accept that I can help fix that, mm-hmm. not just going, well, no, I'm not. I've got issues too. I've had problems in my life as well. Yeah, not saying that, but ultimately can you yeah it's just it's yeah it's, um yeah. is this something like the, the feeling of kind of being the straight white man is this quite a new thing for you to feel kind of under attack over i guess so i think as i said earlier more and more people are becoming aware of of that privilege and what other people who aren't straight aren't white aren't male are going through mm-hmm. um things are changing for the better in some respects and that's why a lot of straight white males just get incredibly defensive um and just can't listen to anything that would go against their view or would kind of diminish them or that's probably not the right word but would tarnish tarnish them or paint them all with the same brush that kind of thing and i just just men get so defensive (laughs) yeah 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 they really do but is this um does it come up in conversation like with your when you say like your generation so you mm. obviously have friends that are, i presume are straight white males as well yeah do they does this ever come up in conversation and is there a kind of disagreeance in how you maybe think about things being a bit more woke to how to some of them is there other issues besides the age that come into it <sighs> No, it's not something that I'm trying to think of, like my kind of group of school friends, there's probably 10, 15 of us who are still really good friends. Um, It's not something we often discuss. I suppose we're all straight males, not all white, but predominantly white. Do you feel that you do want to... Sorry, Aidan. No, carry on. 
quite off. But uh, um, do you feel that you would be able to kind of challenge a friend if they were kind of I don't know, taking making a taking advantage of their privilege or not not taking a stand, not understanding what where their place where they're placed in society or where we currently are as a society in terms of kind of thinking about men in that respect. Yeah, I would. I I absolutely would. Others probably wouldn't, but I'm the type of person who would, but it's not just about going, oh, no, you're wrong, or, oh, no, what the hell, why are you doing that? What the hell do you think you're doing? Yeah. It's actually explaining the reasons behind it, isn't it? It's not just yeah. jumping down on them and making them to feel yeah. like they've committed a crime. They've got to learn from learn about the privilege and do some more research into it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, no, I would absolutely challenge it on that type of person. Yeah. Question then, because, yeah. right, so you're 28. You grew up in Kent. Oh, I did, yeah. In a predominantly white area. Yeah. Right. What was the difference for you, or what is the difference? What has made you or made your generation or what is what is happening that made you more woke and more aware of issues and more able to understand them that's maybe missing in older generations or in other areas i know i'm, I'm generalizing again but i mean yeah. even for you like what what do you think makes you so aware of what's going on i think social media i mean i know we we moan about social media a lot but mm-hmm. it does have its positives and i think that there'll be lots of different people out there who get exposure who probably aren't again straight white or male who expose those kind of privileges that we feel and we as in straight white male community um (laughs) have experienced but i don't know what what else it's just that's tough i think other than social media because ultimate and probably t- TV probably exacerbates the problem. Hmm. I suppose it's 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 a really hard question because mm. yeah, there's no there's no one art. Yeah, no, it's just I just find it interesting, especially I suppose with the work that I do in talking to young people and educating them. But then that's obviously not something that's always been around or that everyone's having. And then if you're growing up in households where people aren't maybe as aware or wanting to talk about stuff but how do a, a community if i'm going to refer i am going to refer to them as a community that community that for hundreds of years have essentially been the bad guys mm-hmm. uh, whether or not whether that's earned or not they have essentially been the bad guys but what changes that and now will, because even as, I suppose my brain also goes that even as going, you're saying like an age thing, but my kids have had experienced racism from younger generations or younger yeah. kids that you'd think, oh, I wouldn't have thought you'd still think like that or act that way. Yeah. Or have had Callum today came mm-hmm. home and said that a friend Mm-hmm. made a joke to him so there was a black girl walking past and made a joke that the girl was fit or something like that but um and said something along the lines of you could play slavery games with her fuck off yeah. oh, no, no. Today. and i'm like are you fucking what 
Oh, and it was, and he God. did say he had the box. So I was like, what did you do? Who do I need to ring? Who can I buy? Oh, my God. And he did say that he had the boy up, and the boy was like, oh, I thought it was funny. I know it's not funny. And it's it's things like that that then make me think, oh, what is, is there a change in the mindset? Or are we do we reinforce that kind of power imbalance of the straight white male because everyone's still in power is like generally straight white males that it's yeah i suppose it's a, yeah i don't know where i'm going with this but is the fact that what how where does that change come how do we get rid of them basically yeah <laughs> can we can we um genocide straight white male community I'm not, i wouldn't do you know what nobody would joke about that with any other communities so it's just no. totally uncalled for comedy and a, a, a very poor attempt at comedy well um well oh. i i do feel that it must be difficult to to be somebody within that particular community and to speak out and try and to get other people educated and trying to get other people mm. aware. And it's not been, I know a lot of people kind of use the term jumping on the bandwagon. And, you know, I, I don't like that phrase, but I do, I get the connotations behind it mm. and kind of trying to encourage people to think in a different way, re-educate yourself and learn I think I've definitely become a lot more aware a lot and whether I probably began my anti-racism journey from when you began part really because mm. that would I have known to be brave enough to do it beforehand being a white person do I do I have enough friends in the non-white community for me to be able to say oh yeah you're wrong when you say that that's offensive to somebody who's not white when mm. I don't know, because I've got you and I can ask anything to you. Mm. But if you don't have a mm. non-white friend to ask, is that a safe question to ask in a safe place? Mm. I guess social media kind of gives you that, like park groups and things like that. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I do wonder how how my journey would have gone. Mm. Um, I'm certainly working within our company now because it's such a, it's such a diverse company in the way in which we work together but we also work with young people mm-hmm. um and I just you know when when guys come into the room it's very I'm trying to think of all the young people I've had across my door in the last kind of couple of months and I've had it's predominantly girls to be mm-hmm. fair but yeah. there has this new school that I'm working in today there's been more young men um and out of the five or six young men that I've seen, only two of them have been white. Okay. The others mm. have been of another race or a mixed race. Mm. And uh, it's funny now because I, I now see people in a different way. I mm. see the straight white man and I often wonder, like, what is it like to feel like people mm. look at you in a different way? Like, I don't know. Again, I don't. I don't really know where the conversation is going, but <laughs> no, it just it, I've I've started to look in a different way at people. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting though because if we do, we fight against labels so much that actually everyone is slightly labelled, and that's mm. not necessarily a bad thing because it's an identifier. But it's I think, but it was even Catherine Ryan when I went to see her a couple of months ago, and she was like the only people we can take the piss out of now is the straight white men mm-hmm. because they're the only ones we haven't taken the piss out of. Like if you look at comedy, mm-hmm. it's gone through so many things. But then equally, I think if we look at 
things like Brexit, and that was obviously a group vote, mm-hmm. but that was, I know I spoke to a lot of straight white men then that felt very threatened, mm-hmm. I suppose, within their country. I don't know if you ever felt, not felt that, but noticed that, um, Aidan. I think, well, yeah, obviously we voted leave. We won't go into that too much. Um, mm, yeah. But, well, yeah, it's quite obvious that that was a big part of it, wasn't it? Um, immigration and being uh-huh. white, etc. Um, it's not something I ever felt or was, was particularly concerned about. Um, but I think your point, Claire, about you saying or you asking the question, what mm-hmm. would it be like to be a straight white male in a way i mean why is it that you're questioning that now why is like a bit like what you asked me 10 minutes ago about mm-hmm. why is it that that our generation or my generation has is now more aware of things why is it that everyone is now more aware that a straight white male is mm-hmm. frowned mm-hmm. upon and things like that yeah i know because it's not hidden like if I, I guess for me personally it's it's been a combination of things, really. It's working with Mind and Body. It's being your friend, Tanya, seeing you grow and develop with power mm. and just having a keener interest in history. And mm. and rather than what I have learned a lot about myself in the last year is that I take things at face value. As much as I am interested in the details, I'm not always interested in the, in the details in the moment that I get the information. So, and I kind of refer this back to my moments in school, like in history. And I was talking to my siblings about this at the weekend. Our history teacher, Mr. McKenzie, he was an amazing old man. He was an old guy, like he was just weeks away from retirement, I think, when I started high school. And he didn't give a fuck. We watched football on the telly all the time. We didn't have a history education. We we did the bare essentials to get through. Um, but... It wasn't a passion of mine. And do you know what? My dad would be so disgusted to hear that because my dad is so passionate about history, not necessarily um, the history of race or the history of the, of, of Britain or of the world, but just different aspects of history. Yeah. So it was always a thing that my dad would kind of talk to us about. Family history, really, mm-hmm. I guess. But just there was always that kind of thirst for knowledge there from a dad's perspective. And I just, I wasn't in that place in my life where I wanted mm. to learn that, but now I am. Mm. I want to learn why. I want to ask why. I want to query the names, like the amount of times that I listen to a podcast in the car and I fucking need to stop doing this, but <laughs> like typing away on my Google search, like I open a new search window every time <laughs> there's something mentioned on a yeah. podcast. So I can put like, or I send myself a voice note from a work phone to my personal phone (laughs) so that I can have a a piece of reference Mm. to then go and look into these people and Mm. to find out, oh, not necessarily just like the atrocious things that have happened throughout history, because I have been so unaware until, I mean, I'm fucking 38 this year. Mm. That's terrible. That I only just... But is that not curriculum that we're brought up with which is why everyone wants well, to change the curriculum yes. because we're not learning yeah, but about we weren't even really fully getting the curriculum this is kind but of is that, but is that that's what i mean though even there you're not getting the curriculum but you're getting nothing yeah just getting the fucking so, horrible skin on top of the milk like yeah. it was just so the white we... milk about it that... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck that's so 
such a good pun. I ruined it. <laughs> well done. Well done. But, but my, my thing is that I suppose in school, like we didn't, like our school, it was a girls' school. It was ridiculous and very sexist in what they taught us. But we did the usual, like Henry VIII um, and I don't know much else besides that Roman stuff. Mm. But it was always the white side. Like we didn't ever really, yeah. like they didn't have Black History Month when I was at school. There wasn't anything like that. So you're not taught, you're taught about the achievements of white males predominantly. Yeah. So it feels like, I suppose in my life, they've always been put on a pedestal. And then as the more and more you learn, the more you see the dangers. And it's not, and I really don't want to generalise because it is ridiculous because it is not all straight white males. Like I'm married to a straight white male mm. and I do like him sometimes. So it's not everyone, but I, I am generalising in the fact that if it's generally, I'm generalising. But, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's, yeah, if, I suppose for me as a black woman, it's the, I would, the person I would fear most in the world is probably a straight white man. Yeah. Essentially, because of... Yeah, see, you know, you were talking the other day about doing the test with the, the young people in school, the yeah. tiny young people in school, and the, the, the different races, the different jobs, the different responsibilities, and where your mind, that unconscious bias, kind of leads you to think. And yeah, I would... I would ne- if there was like a lineup of people, I would always think of the white man being the most powerful out of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, we are still very much. Yeah, but so, what was your kind of history education at school, Aidan? Similar, Um, British history, Henry VIII, six wives. Oh, World War Two, World War One. We both we won both World Wars. Oh, look at us, look at Britain. That was it. Like shocking. Um, I think that's the biggest issue. We did do American civil rights history, but that was in A level history. Okay. Um, and we did a little bit about Irish history as well. See, um, yeah, that actually, for me, Aidan, you even saying that, that explains a lot about you, for me, mm-hmm. that you've studied mm-hmm. those things as well. At quite yeah. an early age, that would have been as well, to have studied American mm-hmm. civil rights, like I said, even the Irish history. So that's minority histories mm-hmm. at a very young age is going to, I think, impact... Do you think that that did? Probably did. Yeah, I mean, I would have known absolutely very little. I mean, I started, that was history A-level, so I was obviously 16, and I would have known very little. I'd have probably heard of Martin Luther King at the time, probably didn't really know exactly what he did. Um, yeah. And maybe heard of Rosa Parks. That would probably have been the extent of my American civil rights mm-hmm. knowledge at the time, and I obviously learned a hell of a lot. And the same again with Irish history. Um Mm. yeah not but again that's because i've chosen that subject because did it's they, an a-level it's not mandatory in year seven eight and nine for example yeah. is it yeah did they during that talk about so think of doing the history so you've done the american civil rights done um irish famine did they go into or did you do like colonialism colonialization and stuff I, th- as well? I remember doing you're testing me a little bit, but you know, <laughs> um, I remember doing a little bit about colonialism and slavery in English literature. I think there was like some old poems. I can't remember the name of the poems now um, to do with slave trade and things like that. But again, probably very much just glossed over. Yeah, but that's interesting. I find that interesting that in a history A level, mm-hmm. you do the American Civil Rights, mm-hmm. 
you do the Irish, like um, all of the issues there. Yeah. But you don't touch on, or you don't in in an A level history course mm-hmm. do colonialism, and I think mm-hmm. that again oh, no. says a lot about how we react as both. Yeah, exactly. I remember I listening to or watching something kind of in the last couple of years, and we were talking about how the Germans have kind of recovered from their disgraced history with the the um, with the world wars, well, the, the Holocaust. Holocaust. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, it's my friend Cynthia. It was her that told me because she grew up in Germany, hmm. and she said it's such a huge part of mm-hmm. our education. Like we are as a nation so apologetic and so hell bent on righting our wrongs that they've like, they've kind of thrown their hands up and be like, hey, it fucking wasn't us, but it was our predecessors. You know, yeah. it was it was the people that came before us that did this and we want to mm-hmm. educate our young people and understand that so that it doesn't happen again. Of course. It makes it's but it's such common sense. Yeah, I know. That, but it I don't know why Must it's taken us this long. And even in places like the Caribbean, we have a very British curriculum. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't learn about it. You wouldn't find, like, my mum obviously moved here when she was quite young, but to speak to even family members that went back for their education, it, their education system, because of colonialism, is very similar mm-hmm. to ours. So they wouldn't learn. You would think that in a country that's predominantly black, mm-hmm. they'd learn more about those kind of things, but they don't. It's still, it's, it's still very... It, it really does bubble a p- picture up in my mind of this like this big long table with all these old white men sitting <laughs> at it and somebody whacks his cane on the table and says here 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 this is what i think we should put in the curriculum and they're all like yes 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 and jolly good jolly good make it all white tell everybody about all the great things that white people have done and that does like that picture just conjures up in my mind that mm. who does come up with this? Like what what do they veto? What do, what suggestions are kind of thrown out there? And that oh no no we mustn't tell the children about that. No keep that stuff right down at the bottom of the internet. Yeah. You wonder if they I, 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 if they even like, have those convers like how the conversations like you said mm-hmm. go and whether I know when like now the kids are still doing of mice and men in school. Which, yes, it was an amazing, it's a great book, fair play, it's been around forever, but I learned advice and men when I was in school. That was what, I left school 24 years ago, yeah? <laughs> like, seriously, you're still doing this book that's got the N-word in, that's going to cause, like, frustration and upset mm-hmm. and everything else at some point while reading that book, no matter how you do it. And I get, I don't want to, obviously, whitewash history and take out everything, because you can't. Like, mm-hmm. it happened, it was there. But you it's not a mandatory book on the curriculum that mm-hmm. book is not mandatory on the curriculum that the teachers or the government or whatever are so lazy that instead of investigating other books necessarily mm-hmm. and agreeing to that approach i suppose across a board yeah that they're just going to stick to what they know and in that if you keep doing that and we, we do just stick to what we know nothing changes ultimately mm-hmm. because we're just learning the same shit talking about the same shit it's not making any difference and i am or i was i don't know that i am as much anymore i am i was very patriotic once upon a time i was very patriotic and i still am i am very proud to be british and i always say british Mm -hmm. i never really say english um 
because I would say I'm British, but it does. I'm Scottish. There's, yeah, you are. You are Scottish. <laughs> You're not British. See? <laughs> but it is it's interesting why we can't be proud British or English or Scottish and accept the faults of mm-hmm. our predecessors, I suppose, and why then. If we are, or if a straight white male, especially, is patriotic, mm-hmm. why that is then looked down as racist, yeah. essentially, which isn't right. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you proud to be British then? What makes you think, oh, yes, great, I'm so British and I love it? Like, why? For me, it's, I suppose, when I think, I, I probably am very much. London centric as well in mm. my proud to be British and proud to be living in a diverse area. I think it's mm-hmm. definitely changed since I've moved, I'd say. But it was, it was such a, di- I felt like I lived in a really diverse community. I felt like we were really accepting of others mm-hmm. and that we had done great things. I think I was naive in the great things that we'd done and the impact that that had had on other people, even my like historic family and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, I think I was very much. I don't know. I don't know now where I stand. I'm not unproud. I would still say I'm British. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know. You just like mumble it under your breath when you go to a network. <laughs> I'm, 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 uh, Zara and said I'm, I'm British. Yeah. yeah. So I'm from the Caribbean <laughs> originally. If you really that. want to ask. I can't <laughs> that. But... So I mean, I mean, really, you were just proud to say you lived in London then. It's nothing, nothing yeah. there. From what you said, tells me you were proud to be no. British itself. No, I think there's such a line between pride, patriotism, nationalism. Yeah, obviously, nowadays with Brexit, as you mentioned, and loads of other issues. But I think with us, I mean, I probably wouldn't sound proud to be British. I have no. I don't know if I could honestly say that to say. No, I have no reason. No reason. I mean, even looking with the state of our country in the world now and even mm. even previously what what do i have to go oh yes i'm so proud like personally mm-hmm. i don't i don't really someone would say there's loads i don't really see but and that's what i do think and that again i think that sets you apart aiden i think you are because i know i know if i probably asked my husband he would probably say yes but i think mm-hmm. he is a he is a stereotypical straight white male. And I think that he's maybe not as woke. He's going to fuck me up one day. <laughs> Listen to it. doesn't. Anyone that listens that knows him, never tell him I speak back. Um, but... maybe, maybe you should get him on. Maybe he's the type of straight white male you want on it. Oh, you see, I think it would end up in a divorce. I'll have a gun hidden <laughs> under the table. <laughs> See, and it's not, and this is, I think, like you were saying at the beginning, that it's not that anyone is right and wrong. But I think that there's some, I, I suppose, take the stance in a lot of conversations in a moral stance. And for me, sometimes with a moral stance, there is a right or wrong. Mm-hmm. That, and I feel like I'm always on the side of right. I'm okay. always right anyway. But, um, but I think that sometimes if you are not aware or if it's not your lived experience or if you're not able to kind of empathise in that way, then you can have that argument. I've said it before. You can't argue with me about my human rights or my experience with racism because that's my experience with racism. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, I can't really argue with a straight white male that thinks that 
he's under attack mm-hmm. in his own country or that the country's changed or whatever else. But I can say at the same time, there's a lot of countries that you've invaded that aren't um, not you personally. What country is the same as it was at its inception? Mm-hmm. Like none. And for the better in some places and for the worse in others. But, mm-hmm. but that's how we are a world of migrants, aren't we? So it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that I don't want to attack the straight white male and I don't want them to feel under attack. And I feel like they should be able to express themselves in the same way that I would express myself mm-hmm. as a black lady woman not really a lady but um, (laughs) yeah I just it is I come I always come back to the defensiveness of an argument Mm -hmm. is if you can't admit that yeah you know what as a straight white male I probably do have a higher level of privilege than a lot of people Mm -hmm. then I'm ultimately I know that my brain will just go "Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm." yeah I'm judging you unfortunately Um, I don't mean to Aidan have you ever felt like you've kind of subdued or silenced yourself in response to somebody's kind of I don't know if attack is the right word but kind of words directed towards you for being a straight white man and have you ever felt like somebody has made a kind of direct beeline for you not really to be honest I can't you're woke, though, Aiden. That's why. Maybe, yeah. I think. Again, I think it would only really come up if you were to say, "I understand," or "I'm aware of my privilege," or something. You know. Mm, yeah. I, I dare say it's not something you feel when you're standing in the queue at Tesco's, like waiting to pay for your fucking whatever. See, and but that, I thought that again, I find that so interesting. And I suppose, like you were saying, like putting yourself in that mind frame that in wherever in my world, and I can only speak for my world, I suppose. But say in a queue in the shop or if I'm in an environment, I can there's times that I'm very aware that I am a black female as uh-huh. well. Like walking home. I'm very aware if I'm walking home at night time, I'm a female. That puts me in a predicament, like and things like that. But I wonder, like, the power that you have as a straight no. white male. Like it's I am I'm slightly jealous that yeah. you can walk around the world for the most part in real security mm-hmm. of your of your being do you know what i mean yeah i get it like just not having to worry for your safety apart from like dangerous places but no one's gonna attack you because of your race no one's gonna attack you because you're female um there was a joke that we kind of had i say joke really loosely <laughs> like at the weekend <laughs> um my sisters and i we were getting an uber from our hotel over to my brother's house and uh, <laughs> one of my sisters had made a comment about like not getting a not picking up the Uber from like a dark alleyway in case we get kidnapped and raped, like just because that could happen, you know? Because we're three women. I mean, one of us pregnant. She's maybe unlikely to get raped because she has. Well, you just don't know. But we felt even as a as a trio, yeah. we felt vulnerable. Do you ever feel, and I know this is, uh, is I'm, really, I'm really asking you questions, Aidan, so I completely ridiculous, but do you ever feel like under threat or out of your element because of who you are, I suppose, like just your 
not you as a person, just you as a white male <laughs> taking the straightness out. Probably. I think we've all got preconceptions and ideas about certain types of people, i.e. I don't know, that's classic hooded youths or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think we maybe always feel a little bit on edge if I was on a, say, a late night train or something. As me and a couple of them that would been loud, shouting, mm-hmm. drinking, etc. You'd probably naturally feel a little bit on edge, but I wouldn't feel too concerned. Whereas uh, a female might move carriage, for example. Whereas I would probably just sit there, just keep myself to myself and wait till my train stop whereas a, a female would get try and get themselves out of that situation if possible yeah so like for example if you were walking down the street and you were on your own and there was like a couple of girl, a couple of girls walking behind you how would you feel <laughs> i think it depends how close i mean there's there's yeah if they were right right close i think that would just be that's just socially awkward, isn't it? But no, not because yeah, sure. no, not because of their not because of their gender or their characteristics. No, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, but, but, yeah, so, but that's socially awkward, awkward as opposed yeah. to yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I need to yeah. reach for my phone. I need to worry about is there is there lights on? Can I see any yeah. security cameras? Can I see any cars coming? Do I need to shout for help? If I do, is some? It's not fucking. I the other day, I well, I go to the gym and my gym. Like you have to walk, you walk down where the cars go, which is quite dark and quite stupid, but it's where you have to. And I remember I drove in the other day and I got out of my car and a man walked that way to go the same way as I did. Mm-hmm. But as I got out of my car, he walked back and he was obviously just going back to his car. Yeah. But if I probably, I got you back in my car it. and pretended I was doing, locked the car door and pretended I was doing something to make sure that he was going back to his car and then to let him go because my brain's going I'm vulnerable here mm. it is it was like eight o'clock at night it's dark I'm, I know I'm going to walk down into an underpass and I suppose that is reality and that is life but it shouldn't be and I think it's things like that that you just it's do you think know. we're so some conversations I've had with people have made me realize or made me wonder whether we are taking ourselves to the extreme like are we worrying too much are we feeding into it too much like mm. do i really need to get into my car lock the door and wait for somebody to walk past do i really need to think that the guys crossing the roads are waiting to see if i'm on my own if i'm going to leave the, my two sisters and start walking home by myself is that really what's happening or is it just being aware and not having to inter i think i'm I very much internalize things. I can, not all the time. Today I am. <laughs> today I'm in everything. So I'm very much, today this com- this whole conversation is from the prospect or perspective of a very angry Claire. Angry um, white woman. A very angry white Karen. woman. Yeah, from proper <laughs> fucking Karen. Yeah. Karen. <laughs> and I am an angry white woman. Well, I'm a stereotypical angry black woman, so we're all doing well tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I do wonder sometimes if we do give too much attention to certain things. Um, But I don't think there's any harm in being aware and knowing the risks. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because it's a conversation that's happening quite a bit on social media at the moment around race and around the fact that obviously there were 
not going to go into everything, but the stuff with Ukraine, and obviously there's been um, lots of racism and um, that kind of prevention of black people when they're in spaces. And a lot of people have said, um, you need to just stop talking about race. This isn't about race. Mm-hmm. We need to stop bringing race into the issues. We need to stop thinking that everything's about race. And I, it, one, I did sit the other day and think about it and think, obviously, we are in a, it's a really shitty time. Mm-hmm. Like This is a country at complete threat. But do we need to think about that? But for me, yes. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, it's like, well, can we not even have a war and just everyone be equal? Yeah. That war kind of thing? And it's not. But it's, it is a question of, yeah, do we, do we need to think about the minority issues, I suppose, at a time when things are either worse for everyone or if you're not under attack yourselves but then it's like if you for me if you don't then it just continues to happen Mm -hmm. that if I didn't if I didn't get in my car and then that man attacked me and I thought Mm -hmm. I should have got in my car Mm -hmm. then I'd be like I should have just got in my fucking car but now I'm gonna be attacked yeah but I think it would be daft to say that we shouldn't make it about race but it would also be daft to say that we should ignore it entirely I think we should just be aware that it is a factor that needs to be considered, but not yeah. necessarily provoking and instigating arguments. Um, or mm. I, I don't, I don't know. I just, but then from a from a point of having white privilege, I don't need to think about that. I don't need to mm. worry about whether, if I were living in that country, would my race impact my ability to get free, to run away, to get on a train, to get money, to be mm. able to have access to the bare necessities to get through today to reach tomorrow Mm. but it's a very real prospect and what's to say that if a black family fleeing ukraine today didn't have access to any of those basic needs could you then say that was based on race because they're black or they were not white could we it would depend on each situation i think well, at the moment, I think the issues were that they were blatantly saying it, so that they knew it was about race for those issues. But yeah, I think it's it would be difficult if it wasn't if it was just you couldn't say essentially with mm. everything. But yeah, they are blatantly um have expressed you no know, like black people can't go through. I think it's so. It's, Fucking hell! See, I don't um, watch the news. I don't allow that into my life because it's just too much i get enough updates from not you aiden but my son aiden (laughs) he kind of keeps me in the loop on it all it's just but it's difficult to know because we've got a lot of friends that are very scared at the moment like living in britain Mm -hmm. like not living in ukraine but you can't i think it comes back to what you said you can we live in fear constantly Mm -hmm. but i can't we can't it's too draining because otherwise we'd be living even the straight white males would be living in fear mm-hmm. otherwise like everyone like agent said this everyone could be fearful at points essentially but i suppose yeah mm. we should have that awareness and that open-mindedness to know that other people might be in more threat at certain times and it's even mentioning race with the ukraine i do it it does make me feel slightly bad because that is a country that is under threat and that is that's the main that's got to be the main mm-hmm. focus that is the main focus is but this is however many people like ridiculous amount of people that are up threat but we can't ignore the issue that mm-hmm. racism has been brought into it but it's the same with 
the straight white males is that we shouldn't pick on the straight white males and we shouldn't blame them for all of mm-hmm. the world's issues but equally we can't ignore that a lot of the world's issues have come from <laughs> else. it's like an, it's, it's an added privilege really isn't it like we talk about white privilege a lot but male white privilege is that a thing is that yeah a... no of course but everyone i think this is why when we talk about white privilege why i think i get my back up when people get their back up because everyone has privilege uh-huh. but there is not a single person that won't have some kind of privilege yeah. whether that is because they're male or because of their gender because of their sexuality because of their race because whether they're able-bodied whether they are hearing whether they are seeing mm-hmm. that we all have a privilege and we have to accept that we have that privilege but accept that some people won't have that privilege and we might have to have an equitable life or we make mm-hmm. things fair for those that aren't as fortunate or not even as fortunate because even that is nonsense that that aren't as privileged mm-hmm. as the next person so that's mm-hmm. why i think when a straight white male says oh well it gets my back up because mm-hmm. no you are privileged like accept that you might be poor yeah, and be think... a straight white male but if you put you up a straight white straight white male up against a straight black male and they generalize it again yeah ultimately the straight white male will have more privilege than the straight mm-hmm. black male because of their race mm-hmm. but, but if you put a straight homosexual male up against a straight black male it's more likely that the straight black male mm-hmm. would have more privilege because of their sexuality and it mm-hmm. is that's the way of the world yeah like we can't i think the it. word privilege is very triggering because people see it as people i think generally live in oh and what's the word i'm looking for i've lost the word i was looking for they kind of live in a vacuum of what they think they should have so that they don't necessarily feel that where they are right now is a privilege because privilege is quite a loaded word and if you don't feel that you've got privilege whether that's because of class or yeah, something else, then yeah, yeah. For someone to say yeah well, I, I always think of privilege or i used to always see privilege as like a really like you're a really lucky person if you, yeah. or you're privileged like you have the privilege to do this it's, now I feel really stupid saying fucking privilege because I've said it so many times. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Aiden? But yeah, I think the 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 Ukraine thing. There's so many things you could go off there. Like obviously, Putin's a straight white male. <laughs> um, See, you made my point. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, but I think. <laughs> I think the reaction around the world, including the media, is. There was a few Instagram posts flying around last week about different things. I think it was the BBC, CBS in America, um, Al Jazeera about how their kind of reporting of it was mm-hmm. racist right. in a word, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which is shocking. I think you can even look at this country, um, even our reaction to it. There's been maybe not obviously as close to home as this and maybe why that's why the reaction is bigger but syria's had Mm -hmm. uh, obviously a civil war that wasn't invaded as such and there was six million syrian refugees around the that had to leave syria i mean were we the reaction to that wasn't as big as what it is to ukraine Mm -hmm. probably because it's a a white predominantly white european country um the, the reaction on I'm obviously saying the reaction is is good against for Ukraine etc but if you look back 10 years ago to Syria and Iraq and Afghanistan and our 
views yeah. to refugees as a whole it's it, yeah we're we are still a racist country institutionally yeah. racist despite whatever fucking report the government wants to brainwash you with <laughs> we are um i think yeah just talk, talking about white privilege in particular i think that has it highlights it in a way um yeah. yeah, I don't know where else I'm going, but <laughs> it's such a complex issue or a complex conversation that is is quite hard to nail it down to just few topical points, really. No, but it's 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 it, I I enjoy the conversation. I I enjoy most conversations around race and things because I just think it's better talking about it. But and I do think that it helps that obviously I know Aiden and I know obviously you are a straight white male but I also I know your character mm-hmm. so that goes beyond that and I know that that helps me to feel comfortable with the conversation to know that you're kind of on the same page as me yep. anyway and that there isn't that denial there is just a conversation about it and mm-hmm. how that it, we affect change more so than anything else and I just wish that that could be more of the conversation yeah. everywhere and that people could have that. And on so many different fronts, because I think it's, I think me and Aidan were talking the other day about that I Am Black and British programme. Um, that was, it was a good, it was a good programme. It showed like, so six black people have different opinions on things because we do all have different, like everyone has different opinions mm-hmm. on things. But equally how they reacted to Mr. Strange, who was the gay one in the group. And that people still have such, when it's not your world sometimes as well, people have such aggressive views Mm -hmm. at someone and will tell someone how wrong they kind of think their life is or their Mm -hmm. views are. And I just think you can't, you you have to be very careful that, especially if it's a marginalised community, Mm -hmm. because everything they've been through and we've talked before around that kind of intergenerational trauma and it's it is it is a proven thing it is mm. part of you that trauma exists within your dna in certain communities and i think that you can't you can't just write that off mm. and we need to be more mindful of that when we're talking or having these conversations on and with with any community and even i am i will take the piss today but i am mindful like i said i do live with a straight white belt i am mindful of how things I might say or might talk to him about might trigger him mm-hmm. and the same for other people I don't go into schools generally and shout about white privilege I wouldn't do it in that way because uh-huh. I'm in predominantly white schools and I know the kind of clapback that could come I can do it a lot more sensitively uh-huh. and still get my point across and I think that's what we have to do in yeah. certain spaces yeah. I suppose but Oh, yeah. it's, it's um, interesting. It is an interesting one, and do you know what? Our our hearts and our sympathies go out to those people in Ukraine just now who are suffering. It's it's fucking terrible. One of the young people that I was working with the other day, she is Lithuanian, and her grandmother has opened. So her grandmother lives back in Lithuania, and she's opened her home to okay. um, Ukrainian refugees who have mm-hmm. to flee the country and. And what well, her friend is part Russian, and she's so afraid of other kids in school. There's already been xenophobic comments made around um, the year group. It's 
it's just it's fucking it's, ridiculous. And I know. It, it's, this is what this. Oh, oh, it makes me so angry. Yeah. It really does because you just think, are you fucking stupid? Like you cannot sell, and there will be, and I guarantee, because after anything, there will always be attacks on people because it's just the way of bloody stupid humanity. But you cannot blame all of the Russians. You've seen, I think today, Putin put out a speech for International Women's Day saying how like how brilliant women are and blah 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 and but um he's it's basically brainwashing and look like the mm. message that he's giving to the russian people isn't what we're getting yeah. necessarily or what we're seeing as reality but that's not we can't blame every russian person mm-hmm. the same as i cannot blame every straight white male yeah but you can't it's not it's just stupid mm-hmm. same with covid though like everyone was just blaming every single Chinese or even Asian person on the planet. I mean, yep. even fucking Donald Trump did. It's a president, yeah. that arguably the most powerful person on the planet, was yeah, blaming the whole entire continent for the. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't for the, hate, for crime, the... hate crimes against Chinese people went up. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, I mean, how fucking brain dead are we as a country? <laughs> Seriously, it does feel like sometimes there's so many of us that are just like normal people, and then you look around and you're like, fuck me, yeah. we're all <laughs> And idiots. I know. Like seriously, what is the world? I mean, it, it's it's amazing. I think even on like the village helping page, someone was saying something the other day about, well, it's these horrible Russians. And you just think, come on, oh, wow. come on, really? And I did, I, I didn't get into an argument because I've had so many arguments. On that she page. sounds like a Karen. I'm going to stay out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. It wasn't Claire, was it? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous but it is it warms my heart always to talk to people that are like-minded and are gonna go to protests in a couple of weeks yes be stand up for those what protests are you going to so it's the london one for stand up to race it is stand up to racism isn't it yeah i think so yeah you're in you've gone as well are you done yeah yeah i'm going absolutely Oh. You're coming, aren't you? I thought you was coming, Claire. I thought you were coming. Yeah, but I didn't have any details. No, I don't I'm think I've put. Pretty sure I details. said this when I was drunk, but I was thinking about it the other day. I was saying to myself, I. You said it on the podcast. Were you drunk when you did the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Full on party time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, what stays on the pod, what's said on the podcast is forevermore. So, yeah, I didn't, I, I remembered about it the other day, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've committed to doing uh, a protest at some point this year, but I have no idea yeah. with who or where or what okay. it's for. The 19th of March, yeah, 12 o'clock somewhere in London, it meets. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. What do I, I wear? <laughs> Black power t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I can get the cricket out. Yes, I could get the cricket out and make us like a little uniform, a part uniform. I need a new jumper actually. Um, That one's dusty. Mm -hmm. Rinse it completely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your time tonight, Aidan. It's really appreciated to have your perspective and your views and your words and your questions. No problem. Thanks for having me. White men that I like. Yeah. <laughs> You're obliged to like your husband, but you've chosen yeah, to chosen like him. This is true. This is true. You do. Oh, dear.
Right. Um, bye, everyone. Bye.